We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Daniel Flipley's an assist away from a double-double. Toppin. Oh, man. That's the exclamation point on a career night for him. All righty. That was fun. As much as many people watching this, uh, including maybe me, did not necessarily want to win this game. Uh, that was a hell of a good time. We're going to talk about the Obi Toppin night that was... We're going to talk about uh, R.J. Barrett. Hopefully he's okay. We're going to talk about the tanking ramifications of this. We're going to talk about, you know, decisions made and not made throughout the season and what could have been and might have been had different um, different players been focused on over the course of the season. We're going to talk about all that. But first and foremost, um, I want to say a heartfelt, hearty um, – Congratulations with all the love in the world and all love um, in my heart to my producer and my good friend, uh, one of the best friends I have ever had, Andrew Claudio, because Andrew Claudio, he's not producing the show tonight um, because he got engaged a few hours ago um, to what will soon be his better half, uh, Rosina. Um, He said I could share the photos from Twitter. So if you're watching, there's Andrew on the old beach there, down on one knee. Got the result he wanted. She said yes. Um, could not be happier for him. Um, not only because he's he's my friend and they're a great couple and they're going to make a wonderful husband and wife, um, but he is just genuinely one of the kindest, most amazing human beings I've ever known. Um and, uh, you know, they are both very lucky to have each other. So shout out to, to Andrew and Rosina. Um, wanted to, wanted to get that out of the way first. I uh, hope you guys are doing something fun right now. Uh, that doesn't involve watching me. Um, also shout out to Rich McLeod, our, our guest producer tonight. Um, so, uh, yeah. Um, thoughts on tonight. Where are we going to start? Well, where else would we start? We're going to start with Obi Toppin career high, 35 points. For uh, the Knicks' second-year big man, look, um, I don't need to see the chat or the super chat to know what the takes are going to be. The takes are going to be, hey, this guy was doing this, was here all year long, um, and we waited until now to let him out. Um, To me, a game in which he scores 35 points against a bunch of – a lot of G-leaguers, I didn't need to see that. And, And honestly, that's far less important to me than just what we've been seeing all year long, most of the year, at least, from Obi Toppin. I think the only thing that's really changed in the last couple of weeks is that he's proven that if he could get into a rhythm, and he was, I want to say, I'm going to guess six of eight tonight from three-point land. Um, six of nine, excuse me, which is going to bring his – he's getting dangerously close, by the way, to uh, Julius Randle in terms of three-point percentage this year after being around like 14 or 15% for for part of this season. If he's hot uh, on Sunday, he could pass Julius, who's at 30. I checked it tonight. He's at 30.9%. At one point, OB tonight was up to 29.6% from three. Anyway, uh, I digress. The only reason that, that the, the last few weeks have, have been encouraging to me, or the biggest reason, is because, again, he, he shows when he could get into a rhythm, he could really shoot it. 
And we've been saying all along that if this kid could shoot it, he's a weapon. He's a different kind of weapon than a theoretical good version of Julius Randle um, is, but he's a weapon nonetheless. Um, I think seeing him do what he's done, it is impossible not to turn multiple fingers of blame. Um, I mean, to everybody who who has prevented him from from being able to like again, this is what the Knicks drafted him for. This is why the Knicks took him at the eighth overall pick because I think they had the faith that he could turn into this sort of player. Um, most people blame Tom Thibodeau for for not playing him more. I think that that's certainly fair. I've been calling for more accountability on Julius Randle all season long. We didn't get that. Um, instead, we got carte blanche. Certainly didn't help Julius turn things around. Certainly didn't help the team turn things around. We had to wait until the end of the year to get a full taste of, of Obi Toppin. And it's a shame because he plays with – name any good quality that you want in a basketball player. You know, other than – uh, you know, strict like one-on-one gravity. But hey, guess what? Nobody wants to see the Knicks play like that. You know, nobody wants to see the Julius post-ups anymore. Nobody wants to see that type of offense. It worked last year out of necessity. Um, it never worked this year. There was a there was a time and a place. I have to believe where they could have pivoted to the sort of offense that they go to when Obi Toppin's in the game. And, like, as long as Julius Randle was on the team, that was never going to mean 30 minutes a night for Obi Toppin, but it certainly could have meant more than, like, 14 or 15. Um, It's one of many great what-ifs that will continue to hang over this season when we think back of it. Or perhaps we're not going to really worry about it because if they make certain moves this offseason and and Julius is gone and Obi Toppin is featured prominently on on the roster and in the rotation moving forward – I don't think anyone's going to really care about what went wrong this season. They're just going to care about the fact that they figured it out eventually. Um, and Obi's in there again. I'm not getting too crazy about tonight specifically because if against it was came against you know this team, um, but at the same time, it's like it's impossible not to watch it and be like, this guy can contribute to winning basketball as a starter on a decent team right the fuck now. Uh, he was awesome. So congrats to Obi. Good stuff by him. And uh, definitely engendered uh, a lot of a lot of what ifs and and some regrets. Um, let's hit on RJ quickly for anybody who doesn't know. Um, RJ landed awkwardly uh, at the end of the second quarter. Stayed down, holding his knee for about five six seconds. Got up, stayed in the game, made a couple nice plays, and then limped off into the locker room. He was ruled out at halftime for the rest of the game. It's being diagnosed as a sprained knee. Um, I'm sure they'll give him an MRI. I, as long as he's fine for next season, and as I, I let me even go a step further. I hope it doesn't impact whatever this is. I hope it doesn't impact his offseason training, his offseason workouts, or anything like that. That being said, if there's a guy who would probably do well to take a little bit of a breather for a few weeks, it's RJ Barrett. After the amount, I mean, I don't have it in front of me, but I'm assuming he has played more minutes than anybody in basketball over the last, you know, several months, although I, I think he missed a few games. In any case, um, he was having a good game. It's nice if this is indeed the last basketball he plays this year. He kind of ended on a high note. I thought the RJ looked good. Um, let's get to the tanking ramifications of it all. The Knicks were never going to out-tank the Wizards um, once Washington decided to sit Kyle Kuzma and Contavious Caldwell-Pope. Um, Kuzma has been out. But sorry, decided to sit um, Contavious Caldwell-Pope and Christoph Porzingis, who's been playing well for them. Give give credit where credit's due. Um, Washington got off to a 10-0 lead. Like, the Knicks don't have the caliber of warm bodies on their roster that they could have put in this game to lose it um, unless they were going to play, like, Ryan Archidiakono, Deuce McBride, Farron Hunt, uh, and like Jericho Sims and Taj Gibson, unless they were going to play all those guys for like 35 minutes, they were not going to out tank, um, the wizards tonight. And like, you know, 
if Washington, from whatever draft spot they end up in, ends up moving up into the top four in the lottery, will we look back on tonight and been like, fuck, Tom, you should have suited up and gone out there yourself if that's what it took? Yeah, we probably will. I'm not going to go crazy about it tonight because to me, again, I think good organizations draft well. And I think if you're going to tank, you know, that's kind of an organizational philosophy you make before the season. Um, If there are easy ways to do it towards the end, you do it. At the same time, we saw Obi Toppin have a career high. We saw Emmanuel quickly have a really nice game. Um, We are continuing to see little signs from Jericho Sims. You know, RJ Barrett ended on a high note. Like, this is development. This is what you want as an organization. You want to see your young players producing. You want to see your young players reaching new heights, even if it is against the, the Wizards D-League squad. Um, it doesn't matter. So, like, I, I kind of feel like it was worth it. At the same time, I'd be lying if I was like, you know, there wasn't a part of me that's like this. I hope this doesn't come back to bite us in the ass. Um, but look, if you're going to, if you're going to win a game against a team that you're supposed to lose a game against, at least have one of your key players have a career high. Um, I think that's all I want to say. I I shouted out quickly. I thought quickly, obviously played a really nice game. He ended up with, uh, let's see here. 23 points, um, was four or nine from deep was taking a lot of high, high, as he has all season long, a lot of high degree of difficulty, uh, three pointers had 10 assists again. He just had 10 assists the other night, had 10 more. His playmaking has really come around. Um, other than that, I really don't have much much tonight. Um, yeah, let's get into it. We got two more of these left, this one and one more on Sunday, although this one will be the last one in this format. So I guess this is the end of the season in, in some ways because uh, Sunday Jeremy and I are doing the live show. So uh, be sure to check that out. Uh, get the likes up for Andrew Claudio. Get the likes up for Obi Toppins. Thirty-five um, points. I, it was God. It's so much fun watching him play. It really is. He's awesome. Um, okay. Starting it off with Brian Benjamin. Either Obi was good this whole time, and Tibbs didn't want to play him, or he wasn't watching the games, despite him telling media and fans that he knows better because he watches practices and games on repeat. Look, I think. The truth is somewhere in between. Um, I think the reality of the situation is the Knicks came into this year, um, or not even this year. Let me take a step back. The Knicks came into last year thinking they probably needed to find a long-term replacement for Julius Randle. And then Julius Randle turned into an all-NBA second-team player. And they gave that man... million. If you want to know why Obi Toppin wasn't seeing minutes this year, that's the only, that's, that's your reason right there. Far more than Tibbs being a terrible coach. If you think he's a terrible coach, far more than any other reason, $100 million. When you extend the guy for a hundred million dollars, you know, on top of the year left that he already has on his contract, You're not going to bench that guy. You're not going to play that guy 15 minutes. You're not going to play that guy 25 minutes. You're going to play that guy. And look, what some people have been calling for, you know, including me at times is like, okay, instead of playing him 38 minutes, play him 32 minutes or 31 minutes or 30 minutes. Send a message that the bullshit has to stop. That never happened. Would we have seen what we saw tonight from Obi Toppin if he had gotten, you know, 18 minutes a night versus 14 minutes a night. I don't know. I don't think that makes that big of a difference. Um, The bigger thing is like, should he have played them together more? That's more of a basketball philosophy thing. I personally am not going to get on, on the team for that. Uh, If you want to, that's certainly fair game. But uh, if, if you're, if you want to place blame on, on why we're not seeing, we didn't see more of Obi this year. um, Blame the contract first. Uh, that's the reason. Ryan Huang, what's going on, Ryan? OB, man, I wanted to lose this game, but so hard not to root for these kids. Completely agree. They make it impossible. They're so fun to watch. The most fun Nick Young, young Nick group that we've had, I don't know, since I've been watching the team, and I'm old. Uh, but do we really have to play Burks Fournier so much or reduce Hunt? We have a, we have a call for a Ferran Hunt. 
minutes. Wish they had benched Tibbs just for this game. Yeah, you know, it's not going to happen. Not going to happen. It, I don't think, for, for what it's worth, I don't think it would make a difference. Um, they were not losing this game. They just, they weren't. Um, but I, I, under, I understand. I understand where the, where the, uh, where the consternation comes in. Uh, that's for sure. Uh, Dom the dentist with a congrats, Andrew. Thank you. Guy Huber then. Tibbs must be held accountable for the IQ Burks and the OB of it all. Yeah, I mean, look, you guys, you the fan base is holding him accountable, right? They've been calling for his job for, for months. Um, the front office hears that. Jim Dolan hears that. Everybody hears that. This is... You know, it's the loudest fan base in sports. Um, there are no, there are no secrets here. Everybody knows what everybody wants, um, and if the people making the decisions at MSG think that uh, this was like a, you know, some kind of a much better team there waiting to be had if he had just played certain players more minutes, hundred million con- dollar contract be damned. You know, Tibbs will lose his job. Um, I, as I've said all year, think that the IQ part of it is a lot more egregious than the Obi part of it because I really don't think he had a realistic option to play Obi that much more. Again, if you factor in the the necessity of having a rim protector in there, which we can quibble about because Obi has shown the 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 ability to protect the rim when given the opportunity to do so. It's not Mitchell Robinson, um, but he can hold his own. So I don't know. It's complex discussions. The fact is this season started to go downhill very early and there was not a willingness to experiment and there was not a willingness to go outside the box. And uh, any fans who wanted to see more outside the box action and thinking uh, have every right to be aggrieved that you, you didn't get it. Uh, Especially when you see the kids doing what they're doing. Uh, a- Ash, Ashik, Ash, Akash, Akash, Akash. It only took me five tries. I hope that's right. Akash Trivedi, what's going on? Y'all got to make a KFS scrub cap so I can rock it in the OR. Thank you for being uh, a doctor. Doctors are awesome. Thanks for the great year, Mac. Thank you, man. Um, IQ and OB need to start with RJ next year. I, I said it on the halftime zone tonight. I'll say it again here. Um, oh, uh, no RJ next game. Tom Thibodeau just said he will undergo further tests. We hope RJ is okay. Um, if I had my druthers, if I had my druthers, next year's starting lineup would be Emmanuel Quickly, RJ Barrett, Obi Toppin. If you re-sign Mitch, great. Mitch. If not, um, I'm not really sure. Maybe who knows? Maybe they wind up with a Mark Williams or a Jalen Duran in the draft. I don't know. Uh, someone like that. And if you want to have a veteran at the three, have a veteran at the three. Um, whether it be Fournier or Burks or whoever, I don't. I don't really care. If I had my druthers, that's that's what I'd want. Do I think they're going to do it? Do I think they're going to be able to find a trade that they love for Randall? I'm not so sure. I'll say this. If they hang on to Randall, I have a tough time seeing that be like Randall's still here, but everywhere else there's a youth movement on the on the rotation or in the rotation on the roster. I think you either got to pull the Band-Aid off like fully or they're not going to do it at all, um, which is why, again, it all starts with Randall. It all starts with Randall. You have to trade Randall. And I'm not saying it'll be easy to get value because it won't. Um, Nicholas Sang, congrats, Andrew. Andrew, you're getting a lot of love here. Lunas, am I right? Seeing Obi and Evan uh, like a Davion Mitchell. Um, oh, seeing Obi and even like a Davion Mitchell um, play so much better once given starter minutes just makes me wonder about Reddish. Check his stats in his Atlanta starts. Um, I'm, I haven't forgotten about Reddish. Um, I, I'm excited about Reddish. I think I said on Knicks fan TV last night, I think Reddish is the biggest wild card of the season next season. 
Um, if Reddish came out and was like, holy shit, is this the Knicks' highest pedigree young talent? Wouldn't shock me. Um, completely. I mean, it would shock me a little bit because I think RJ kind of has that locked up. But um, I'm very excited about Cam. Which, again, pivot into a youth movement. It's right there for you. You have RJ. You have Obi. You have Quickly. You have Grimes. Don't forget about Grimes. You have Cam, who you just traded for. You have Sims. You might have Mitch back. And you're going to have a draft pick somewhere in between, I don't know, 1 and 13, I guess. Um, you have all these, you have all these young players. I hope that's, that's the direction they go. We'll see if they do rage X stop putting a ceiling on quick. That's all. Um, I hope you're directing that elsewhere. Cause I know you're not directing that at me. I'm the one wearing the Emmanuel quickly t-shirt, uh, courtesy of my good friend, uh, Ernie Parada. Um, I love quick. I think he's a starting point guard. Uh, if you put the right talent around him. I just want to see him have that opportunity. Um, I have changed my, like I was always, I was never out on quick. I was always in on quick. I was always here for quick ceiling, but like I was much more on board the go overpay Jalen Brunson train up until recently. Now I'm like, are we, are we sure? Jalen Brunson's better than Manuel quickly. You know, a uh, guy that you're going to have to go pay 16, 17, $18 million a year to get and possibly give up something in a sign and trade. Um, I'm not so sure. Um, this kid's good and he might be special. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. Zinn nicotine pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zinn 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Robert Cross. I love Robert Cross's always starting off with, is it fair and reasonable to say that 
Tibbs is too rigid with his lineups and lack of playing time for the kids this year. Will he change? Um, yeah, it's completely fair and reasonable. It's completely fair and reasonable. My, you know, my, the 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 basis of my defense for him has always been that his his gifts and his curses all come in the same box, and. It's been such a frustrating season that so many people don't give a shit and forgivably about the gifts, Um, having the team prepared, having the team ready to play each opponent each night, putting in the time, making sure you're never going to have a player on the floor who doesn't know what he's doing, Um, making sure you're never going to have a team that allows a layup line to the opposing offense, which we've had here so many times. Like all of those things are the things that Tibbs brings and gives you that like you know it's easy to take for granted especially now that we've been getting it for two years but in that rigidity and in that like you know just stubborn we have to do it this way comes all the bad stuff and that's all the curse right that's all the curse and the curse is no i'm not going to hand my offense to a 20 whatever two-year-old um guy who's not really a point guard and profiles as a six man. Uh, no, I'm not going to bench my one guy that, that draws double teams. Uh, no, I'm not going to rely on younger players in the last five minutes of a close game. When I have a veteran there who's perfectly capable, like, no, I'm not going to hire an offensive coordinator. Like I'm going to stick with read and react because that's the way basketball should work. Um, that's all the bad stuff. It's it's there. It's been said by it's been said very loudly by a lot of people. Um, he has to own it. You know, uh, this is not the year he wanted from his team. This is not the year that anybody wanted from him. Still think he's a good coach in the right situation, um, but this is uh, this was a bad year for Tibbs. Uh, Jeremy E. Obi is a starter. Full stop. And congrats, Andrew. Yeah, I still, I still think you got to make sure you have the right team around him. And again, this is if the shooting is real. If the shooting is real, and I think the shooting is real, um, I'm, I'm here for Obi as a starter. I'm just going to read a quote from Fred Katz. Just tweeted out: Tom Thibodeau was asked if Obi Toppin reminds him of any throwback players. He gave a long answer about how positive of a guy Toppin is. Then landed on one person whose personality and energy he equated Toppins, Taj Gibson. If you don't know Tibbs, this is most definitely high praise. So again, look, maybe Tibbs is just trying to win back some fans that he's lost and uh, get back in their good graces. I don't think he gives a fuck about that. (laughs) I don't think he would say that if he didn't mean it. And there's no player in the league that Tom Thibodeau respects more than Taj Gibson. And by the way, there's no coach in the league that that Taj Gibson thinks more highly of than Tom Thibodeau. Um, I have never thought that this was about Tibbs hating Obi. I've always thought that this was about Tibbs not being able to figure out Julius Randle and how, how better to approach a situation that seemed like a no-win situation. And he didn't win, and he lost, and we all lost, and it sucks. Um, anyway, uh, good quote there. Thank you, Fred Katz. Uh, C.T. Pittman, post-game interview, OB said, one game left, and I'm going to be in the gym every day this summer. Love his attitude of not settling. Again, this is why they drafted him. This is why they drafted him. I still remember the the, the podcasts that I did with people who were around Obi and who covered Obi firsthand after he got drafted. And they would tell stories about his positivity and his effect on his teammates, you know? And like, I'm thinking back, like even to the end of last year, um, after the Raptors game, I think that was his first post game interview where he just got to the podium and it was just nothing but positivity and good vibes. And like, you loved everything you heard. That's why they drafted the kid with the eighth pick, you know? Um, wasn't because of CAA, you know, it wasn't because of any of that. He's got it in him. 
he's got it in him and he's the right guy. And I fucking hope that they, and this is what me and CP were talking about last night about when does a player rise to the level where you have to consider him in how you make big, important decisions for your organization. And I think Obi has gotten to the level where if you weren't sure about whether you needed to move Julius Randle this summer or not, to me, what we've seen from Obi over the last several weeks, and really, again, it's really been for a, a much longer period of time. That's enough for me. Um, give him a chance to shine and, and try to and try to put a piece or two around him that help him. And I think quickly and RJ are two of those pieces, by the way. Um, Dom Cappuccini, what's going on, Dom? Obi's shot is looking real, John, LOL. IQ's vision has improved so much. I loved what, Obi, what IQ was trying to do. He, I, IQ was trying to thread some passes tonight. Didn't always work. But again, you're seeing a guy who's figuring it out in real time. It's so wonderful to see. Um, as you say, it's so easy to see. I look forward to seeing Cam with this group, hopefully. That's the one reason I hesitated for a second before when I was like, give me a veteran at the three next year in between IQ, OB, RJ, and, um, you know, Mitch or, or Sims or, or a rookie center. I don't know if Cam's ready for that. I, I think that might be a bridge too far. Um, but I, I am looking forward to seeing Cam play with this group next year for sure. Um, I love him. Forgotten NYC. Loved the OB bust takes while playing 11 minutes. Um, I mean, I'm sure there were some people out there who said he was a bust. Uh, that, you know, you're going to get those reactions. I think saying Obi's a bust and saying that uh, Tyrese Halliburton was probably the right pick, I think those are two different things. And I think I would still, even after tonight, say that the, the odds are that Halliburton is going to wind up being a better player. Um, that said... I hope he makes me eat my words. I really do. Um, and just like the, the previous comment was like, don't put a ceiling on quickly. Don't put a ceiling on top. Of um, I referenced the CJ McCollum comp in my newsletter this week. And again, last night, I'll say it again. That All that dude needed was an opportunity. And there have been other players like that. Jermaine O'Neal in Portland, somebody brought up recently. Uh, so yeah, completely. Um, Matt from Down Under. What's going on, Matt? Just so many positives from tonight. Obi is a king, played with confidence after his recent stretch of more minutes. Shout out to Andrew. Amazing news. Uh, yeah, and thanks for always chiming in. Thanks for everybody for chiming in all season long. It's been a it's been a tough season, but we take the positives where we can get them, right? Um, continuing along is the – okay, here we go. Got over 400 in the chat, by the way. Amazing. Amazing, amazing, amazing stuff. Um, get the lights up. Okay. Mild Cowboy Mo, what's going on? Congrats, Andrew and Rosina. Tibbs has the kids fighting. Again, he is the coach. Sims looks good and Obi looks great. These kids are our foundation. Future is bright. Let's build. I'm here for it. Let's let's Please, let's build. Hold this L. Thank you for the contribution. What should we do? Tibbs is a great coach, but doesn't adjust. But I'm not, without even reading the rest of the comment, and this pushes against a lot of what I've said this year, a great coach adjusts. A great coach adjusts. A great coach adjusts. A good coach, I think, has the things that make him – have a baseline of competence and the, the way to get from good to great is the adjustment. Like it's kind of like the Dwayne Casey to Nick nurse thing, you know? Um, but you know, at the same, like I, 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 this is why I go back and forth with myself on this stuff. You know, it's like, it doesn't matter what kind of coach you are. You need good players. And if you're, and if the guy that, again, I go back to the nine figure contract, if the guy you just gave a hundred million dollars to was the worst high usage player in basketball, like, man, that's not an easy, that's not an easy hand to get dealt. 
Um, anyway, let me finish reading the comment. Uh, think about Alfred Payton. Tibbs is developing young players. Can he hold them accountable? Maybe Tibbs is our Mark Jackson. We need to find our Kerr. I, again, this I've said before, and it, you you took me right where I was going. I don't think Tibbs is going to be the coach when this team, God willing, eventually wins big. I think it's going to wind up being a coach who is a little bit more malleable. Uh, but I do think that this stage is so important, and you need to continue to pour the foundation, um, which is which is again. It's not always going to look pretty. It's not always going to be what you want to see when you want to see it in the, in the amount of time you want to see it in. But I believe the foundation is being poured. We'll see what happens. Um, Kevin Danishevsky, what's going on, Kevin? Congrats, AC. It is interesting to me that Fournier has looked markedly better without Randall. Oh, it's interesting to me too, Kevin. As Sean said on the halftime, should be other considerations that just uh, just pure player value when it comes to Julius Randle. I'm not, I'm not going to go on a Randle rant tonight. I don't have it in me. I haven't had enough wine. Um, I just I find it impossible for for like like look. Here's the comp I'll give. If there's anyone out there who is like ready to die on the hill, that the Knicks must keep Julius Randle and like, you know, and, and that still believes in him as like a potential like part of the winning core, like that's at least me with the tip stuff. I'll acknowledge that some of it is just is just my bias. Um, if you're if you're defending Randle to the to the to the nth degree. I just don't understand you. Um, it's impossible. It's impossible to do at this point. Um, he's everything that's wrong with this team to me, but that's just me. Uh, Kevin Danishevsky, one more time. Macri, why do you hate IQ? <laughs> I don't hate IQ. I love IQ. It's clear that he's the fourth best point guard on a playoff team that'll get hunted in ISO. Just let him be that. Um, no, man, I... Um, I'm so high on him. Uh, I really can't wait to see what he develops into. Buzzer beater. Let's see the shirt. Where can I get it? Okay, here we go. Uh, this is the shirt. This is uh, – it says float them all. Let God sort them out. Little IQ with the floater. This is a special from uh, Ernie Parada, um, who is the founder of uh, Hellgate Industries. So if you want to get I'm – not, I'm actually not sure if he has the shirt for sale on his website. Because Ernie is like, he's an artist. He's not in it for like the money. Um, but if you're interested in it, uh, check out the uh, the Knicks Film School newsletter on Monday. The free edition. So if you're not subscribed, don't worry about it. Uh, just check out the Knicks Film School newsletter on Monday. Uh, Substack, you can get it there. And I will post, um, if it is still available for purchase, which I will check with Ernie on, I will post a link to where you could get it. Uh, I wear this all the time. I love this shirt. Um, Robert Cross, what's going on, Robert? First time, long time, John. <laughs> Rank the upside. Oh, you got to kill me with these questions. This is too late for these questions, Robert. It's too late. Rank the uh, upside of Grimes, Obi, Cam, RJ, IQ, and Sims. Thank you. No thanks to you, Robert. Uh, RJ won. You, you've broken me, Robert. Thank you. Uh, IQ, uh, no, RJ1. OB2. IQ3, Cam. Cam. Oh, we're ranking upside. Cam4, Grimes5, Sim6. I don't like it. Uh, I don't like it at all. Uh, Lunas Emirat, F it. Let Kemba play Sunday for trade value. Hashtag rested. <laughs> There's a better chance I suit up on Sunday. Um, Brian Benjamin, if Tibbs keeps getting me paid, I think I'd highly, I, I'd think highly of him too, John. 
as much as I want to strangle Tibbs, he's earned one more year of trust. Um, uh, I don't, I don't know who's who that's directed at, um, but I agree with he's that he's earned, uh, he's earned one more year. I agree with that. Um, okay, continuing along. Hold on, scrolling back up. Okay, um, Yushen Zhu. I hope I pronounced. Um, I hope I pronounced that correctly. Oh, sorry, Kevin Danishevsky. I didn't realize it was a Tommy D joke. Um, I haven't, I haven't read a Tommy D tweet in years. Um, shout out to that guy, uh, Yushen Zhu. Huge congrats, Andrew. Lineup. I'd love to see next season. Grimes, IQ, RJ, Cam, and Obi. Let's go. Let's go for it. Let's go for it, baby. Playing fast, switch everything could be fun. Um, I don't know if you're quite going for switch everything with that one. Um, you know, IQ is a little small for the switch everything. Uh, but I like it. I'd love to see it. It, it. I'll say this. If they go into next season with all of those guys on the roster, irrespective of who else is on the roster, those are going to be the five guys that I'm most excited to see together. 1,000%. Um, completely agree. Uh, Anthony Sixto. Gigamax IQ, Ultramax OB. With that taken care of, does their play shift the offseason focus? Uh, maybe Brunson isn't as pressing, and we could look to more scoring like Sexton. Um, man, so here's the thing, right? Either Brunson or Sexton, if you want them, it has to be a signing trade. Um, unless they are planning on salary dumping multiple contracts, not just one. Well, let me rephrase that. So you could salary dump Julius Randle and literally take no money back, which is possible, although unlikely. There are, there are, I think Portland is a candidate to do that. Portland could technically, I believe make uh, the cap decisions with their current roster to have enough cap space to basically inherit Julius Randle into it. Short of that, and actually, oh, maybe Derrick Rose because Derek because the cap just went up and Derrick Rose is making fourteen million next year. Uh, I'd have to look at that, but in all likelihood, in all likelihood, unless you are going to trade multiple players away for no salary in, in return or or much lower salary in return, you're going to need to do sign and trades. So why do I bring that up? I bring that up because. Um, if you're going to do a sign and trade for a Colin Sexton or Jalen Brunson, you need to think like really, really, really highly of those players, because at that point, it's not just about paying them. It's about paying them and then giving up something of value for them. And by the way, what do you think teams like Cleveland and Dallas are going to want? Well, maybe Dallas would want if they, if, if Brunson's like, look, I want to go to New York. I'll, I'll go to Detroit if I have to, but I want to go to New York. Send me to New York. And then Dallas might be like, okay, um, fine. We'll take Alec Burks, right? Because we're going to lose him for nothing anyway. We might as well get something. And Alec Burks is a fair value on a, a one-year expiring contract. Or maybe they want Derek Rose, whoever. You take something like that. In all likelihood, especially with Cleveland, I'm guessing that it's going to cost you um, a more, more in line of a young player. I just like let's play this out. If you give Brunson the money that he wants, you're gonna start him. If you give Sexton the money that he wants, you're gonna start him. I'm not saying that those are necessarily terrible decisions, but with Brunson, as I just said before, I'm not convinced Jalen Brunson is a better player than Emmanuel Quickly. Colin Sexton has shown a little bit of a higher ceiling. I mean. 24 points a game on on good efficiency is like not easy to do, and that's what he did last year. Um, I still don't love his game. I, I, I mm, man, I don't know. I'd really have to see. I'd really have to see what the sign and trade looks like with Sexton. Um, I'm open to kicking the tires at the right price. I'll say that. I would really have to think about that though. Um, it's not a, not a bad thought though. 
at all. Um, Anthony Sixto, I see Sexton completed two. Yeah, Sexton. That, but see, that's the problem with Sexton is like I think Sexton has shown you enough over of a sample size where he is a two. I think he's a two. Or at the at, at the worst, he's a combo, but he's probably a two. So if he's a two, he's a small two. And when you get to the highest levels of of like winning basketball, yeah, you can win with a small two, but ideally you probably would rather not have one, especially if you don't have like a Luka running point or, you know, some other big point guard. So I think it signing Sexton to a lot of money, it creates some tricky team building questions for you. And by the way, there's a reason why Colin Sexton is the first player who had uh, over the last 10 years had over a 27 usage rate in his third season, was with the team that drafted him, and played starters minutes and enough minutes to qualify for end-of-season leaderboards that was not awarded a max contract because um, he's not going to get the max from Cleveland. That's the first time that that's happened. Hasn't always been a max after the third year. Uh, you can look at Brooke Lopez, got the max after the, the fourth year. But, like, I've, I've done the research. That is the first time that that has happened. And there was a reason that that happened, and that is because Cleveland had significant issues with the notion of paying that guy $30 million a year because he's a he's a kind of a funky fit. Doesn't mean the Knicks shouldn't pay him, but I, I just – I'm not sure. Not sure about it. Um, one more comment here from – uh, Rob Philu, I always get this name wrong. Philusma, you and the KFF squad are a blessing. I don't know about that, but thank you. Um, glad I found you guys this season. That's all I got. Thank you, man. Really, seriously, thank you for the contribution. Thank you for the kind words. We, I appreciate it. We all appreciate it. That, and I hope they do right by Julius where they trade him. I wonder. I mean, I'm sure he cares where he goes. <laughs> I wonder, I, I really do wonder, does he just want to get out of town? Would that shock you if they were like, okay, Julius, we got we got the trade lined up. It's Indiana. Are we sure Julius wouldn't welcome that? I have no idea. I'm just openly asking. I don't know. Um, it's an interesting question, though, and I respect the comment. Uh, Stromboli Cool. What's going on, Stromboli Cool? RJ needs to re-envision his role. He's very skilled, but I don't see him ever being a high-usage scorer. Should aim to be a more of a jack-of-all-trades. Um, what is it? A uh, Leopard? No, leopards. Do leopards have stri- a zebra? A zebra can't change its stripes. I think that's the phrase. Um, RJ's always been the guy. Um we saw him adjust in part to a different sort of role last year when he was content to stand behind the three-point line and wait for kickouts. And by the way, he did very good in that role. He made um, he made if you if you just account for the spot ups and you take away the pull up jumpers that he took, albeit very few of them. You know, he's a forty percent shooter from deep last year. If you're going to give me that, and you're going to give me the defense, and you're going to give me like the occasional on ball, like maybe I'm running bench units or maybe I'm the engine on bench units type of thing. Like that's still a really great player. I'm not at the point yet. I'm not even close to the point yet where I'm like, that's what RJ needs to accept. And I meant to bring it up earlier and I'll bring it up now. And I'm a bad job by me. I forgot to say this earlier. I'm going to, I wrote it down verbatim because I appreciated it so much. Mike Breen said tonight, whatever Barrett's ceiling it, he's going to reach whatever Barrett's ceiling is, he's going to reach that. We don't know what it is, but whatever it is, he'll reach it. With RJ Barrett more than anybody on this team, I want to give that kid the opportunity to reach that ceiling. And the last thing I want to do is try to tell him not to go for that ceiling or to like bring in players or make moves that basically try to try to steer him in a different direction. Again, we don't know what the ceiling is going to be, but like 
I'm not willing to look at his efficiency over the last three months in his first chance of being in a number one role and be like, ah, he can't do it. I want, I want to see more because I, I really do think he has what it takes to get again to wherever his ceiling is. Um, but we'll see. Kevin Danishevsky, one more. Wanted to talk about the pod today. I completely disagree with your Lakers rating. My goodness. To me, they are 30th. This is uh, Kevin's talking about the Patreon pod. LeBron will be 38 and AD is made of glass. Um, it's not nuts, Kevin. It's not nuts. It's not nuts. Shout out to all of our patrons, by the way. Um, this was the first year we did Patreon, and uh, it went really great. Um, not only because a lot of people are are enjoying the content, but because it's uh, it's fun for me and Andrew to get on there and talk NBA basketball, general NBA basketball, um, once a week. Uh, shout out, especially to all of our. I think it's the Monroe tier and up. Uh, we're if Andrew didn't announce it yet, uh, we're doing a town hall next week, so we'll get all the off-season talk in next week. So, again, shout-out to all the patrons um, who uh, have been joining us all year. Good times. Okay. I think that's it. I'm going to, um, again, give my hearty congratulations to Andrew Claudio and Rosina, uh, soon to be Mr. and Mrs. Claudio, I guess, if, if, if that's how they're going with it. Um, I told my wife, I'm like, no, you should hyphenate your last name because you should hold on to your identity. So my wife's name is still Dolores Cusimano hyphen Macri. And she hates me for the fact that I insisted that she do that because she's like, this is so fucking annoying to write out every time I have to write my name. I should have just changed my last name to Macri. And I'm like, you're not Macri though. Like you're not, you're like, you don't become me because you marry me. You know, you don't become a Macri. You're still a Cusimano. That's just me though. So whatever you guys decide. Uh, with your last names, congratulations again. Uh, love you both. And uh, love all of you out there who are still watching here. Again, over 300 strong. It's 10 o'clock at the end of a tanking season. Um, but this is the best fan base in all sports. So that's why you guys do what you do. And that's why I do what I do. Um, see you guys on Sunday. Enjoy the rest of the weekend. Talk to you soon.